Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Until Dawn podcast. As always, my name is Koi, and with me is my wife, Felicia. Hello, everyone. Okay, so what has been happening? Nothing. Nothing's <laughs> been happening. <laughs> Nothing. We didn't get to go to Comic-Con. No. Um, There's a lot we didn't get to do. We're supposed to go to New Orleans in July. That's right, not happening. Not happening. We're supposed to go to Haunted America at the end of this month. Well, it's May, but at the end of June. That not not happening until happening. next year. Um, we haven't got to do any investigations. Nope. I did start doing virtual learning with the kids, and that was a that was scary. That was a scary experience. That's yeah. That's been a nightmare. Yeah, but we Luckily, survived it. Yeah. We made it. School's over, sorta. Next yeah. week, summer school starts. Summer school, virtual summer school. Virtual summer school. I think we should still make them wake up super early. Like it's regular yeah. summer school. If I have to get up, they do. What else? Um, we ended up having to get new equipment. Yeah, we did. So you had to get a new microphone. I did. And hopefully it's better now. I think so. Everything sounds a lot better. Yeah. Um, oh, Disney trips. We had to reschedule twice. Was it twice or three times? April, then May. And now we're scheduled for so, July. Yeah. But that's probably going to have to be rescheduled mm-hmm. also. Yeah. Since they haven't de- decided when they're going to reopen yet. Yeah. Well, what uh, we did decide to do some more local episodes, kind of in between here or there. Right. As we can. It's mostly because we're not able to travel at the moment. So if you're local, it'll be maybe be exciting. If you're within driving distance, it will be some places you can still check out. One thing that was exciting for me, not for you, was last weekend. My birthday's coming up. We can't do anything. So last weekend, like spur of the moment, I convinced you to take me on a little 49-mile road trip up to (laughs) Cuba, Missouri, and to stop at all the tourist traps because I love tourist traps. Right. So that was fun for me. Yes, it was fun for you. (laughs) We got to see exciting things like the train in the wall. (laughs) Uranus. Yes. Got to go there. The world's largest belt buckle. Right. What else? Um, that rocking chair. The Route 66 rocker. We were going to stay at the Wagon Wheel. Was it motel? Not a hotel. Motel. Yeah, it looked really cool. It was like all like little stone cabin looking buildings. Yeah, that's so cool. It's, I think it's the longest continuous running Motel on Route 66, maybe? I think, yeah, that sounds right. Where I made it up. No, is that right? <laughs> now, it, now it is. <laughs> so, yeah. But we will go back up there and do that. It was just, it didn't work out for us. Right. Well, it was like super early in the day. And, you know, what are you going to do in Cuba for like eight hours? Right, exactly. But we will definitely go back there. I bet there's ghosts. When we go back, I'm going to ask the lady or gentleman at the desk if there's ghosts. They always appreciate that. I know. They always think I'm weird. I don't know yeah. why. I, I couldn't imagine why. <laughs> Remember that one that we stayed at? Where was that? That creepy... It was like the same type, like roadside... Were we in uh, Iowa? I think so, yeah. We were in Iowa. It was like literally like 
five rooms on the yeah. side of the road. I don't remember what it was called. I know they had green doors. <laughs> it was super creepy. It was. It definitely looked like something that, like, any movie you've seen where someone gets murdered at a motel. What's that one these. movie where the guy was like, oh, the big scary truck. And he was like, in my head I'm saying Candy Cane, but I don't think he was saying No, it's candy because cane. that's what he was saying, the guy's name. It was um, Joyride. Joyride. So with, I feel like in Joyride there was a motel the, like that, but I really don't know anything. All my movies get mixed up, so. I think you're thinking of No Vacancy. But Joyride was the one where, yeah, he's like Candy Cane. Yeah. They were using the, the CB. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. Never mind. I'm completely wrong. <laughs> but you're th- I think every you're movie of, is one movie in my head. Right. That's the problem. I think you're thinking of uh, uh, No Vacancy with Luke Wilson. Maybe. Anyway, so that was pointless. But anyway, for some reason, when I think of that place in Iowa, I always think of Joyride. Yeah, that makes sense. For no reason. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what I really wanted to do was go to Eureka Springs this weekend. Right. But I was hesitant because one, it said it was going to storm all weekend, which it did not it happen. It did not happen at all. And then two, we got to get like permission to travel because of your job. You're holding me back. <laughs> and three is like lots of, there were so many restrictions down there as far as, like I really wanted to stay at the Crescent, but they were like at like the low they capacity had- they had I don't know, weird they had hours some, of that they were like open. You can only go like Friday to Sunday or something. Right. So I thought we would just wait. But then it was like a really awesome weekend and right, we the should, weather was great. And we should have went. Yeah. Because then we saw that Jason and Kara Koopsik were there. Yeah, from ectoplasm. So that, that made me sad. We should have went. Oh, well. Next time. Next time. Yeah. All right. So speaking of traveling, tonight we're going to be traveling down to... Falk, Arkansas, which means we can only be talking about one thing, and that's the Falk monster. So let's uh, take a quick break and use just that. A sudden draft from a window that was supposed to have been closed. A chill at the back of the neck. Groans, creaks, and bumps in the night. Man has always been frightened by the dark, troubled by noises just beyond the reach of lights, occurrences just beyond the reach of understanding. Okay, so I actually wanted to travel here. Once again, it didn't happen. I even saved, they have a festival, the Falk Monster Festival. That makes sense. Even. When's that? I can't remember now. Because I pretty much gave up on everything right now. Right. I think it's June. It may have been May. Actually, looking at the event on Facebook, I'm totally wrong, and it is August 1st. I feel like they changed that. They may have kind of pushed it. There's no way I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that uh, never happens. Unfortunately, nobody can see the face I'm making. (laughs) So, there you go. I mean, there may be hope. We may be able to go down there and go to the Monster Mart. Yes, that looks awesome. That's a tourist trap. I'm there. Yeah, see. I just gotta find a tourist trap nearby to any of the places that I want to go to. Right. I can rope you in. I'm looking at this. I'm just looking at their address because it's at the Falk Middle School and it's on Panther Drive. 
So I assume they're the Panthers, and that makes me sad because they should be. What should they be? The Falk Monsters. <laughs> Just call them the Monsters? Yeah, the Monsters. That'd be awesome. So Falk is located, it's southern Arkansas, about 17 miles north of Louisiana, 11 miles southeast of Texarkana, which is like the Texas, Texas Arkansas, Arkansas border. Uh, it's in Miller County, oh, Mil- Miller County, Arkansas. Um, the area is known as Boggy Creek area. Which is, of course, something we'll, we'll get into later. Right. It's a very small t- town. Like, around 595 people. Alright, so the Falk Monster is said to be a Sasquatch-like creature, Bigfoot. It's said to roam the network of creeks extending from the Sulphur River bottoms in southern Arkansas to the small town of Falk. It's said to be pretty much right on with other Bigfoot Sasquatch-like creatures. Approximately 7 feet tall, weighing anywhere from 300 to 500 pounds. It's said to have dark brown or black fur or hair, however you want to describe it, of course covering its body. And one of the big differences is that it's supposed to have red eyes which is that's one of the only things that's kind of not common with the bigfoot-esque creatures what what are you laughing about i'm just laughing because there's a common thing for a bigfoot that just makes me laugh (laughs) (laughs) and of course it's gonna have a dark skin kind of a and then an ape-like face did you have anything else for description wise one of the other big things about it it only has three toes. Oh, yes. Like claws. More like claws. So they thought either it's missing toes or it just has the three. And, of course, there is the sound that it makes. Right. And you actually have Which it. I have a recording of, and I'm sure it's 100% legit. Right. Is this going to be a, a common Bigfoot sound? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so she's pulling that up. Now. Right now I'm feeling like... With everything going on in the world, I'm feeling like Bigfoot is more common than common sense. Right. Honestly. I don't know why. I just thought about that. All right. I'm going to pull this up. I will say that this is loud. So if you have headphones in, you may want to turn it down a little bit just for a second while she plays this. Now that is terrifying, right? Right, yeah, that's... It gives me chills. Yeah, that, I don't know. I wouldn't say that's necessarily your your common Bigfoot sound, (laughs) if there is such a thing. But, yeah, that was like... I assume it was the screaming and not the... Right, I don't even know what the... the Yeah, that must have been some bird also terrified. I mean, that sounded like somebody being, like, cut in half. It was horrible. I don't know if that was, like, a distress signal... Maybe it was a mating call. Maybe it was like someone running from a mating call. <laughs> the Falk monster is also thought to be nocturnal. Though there has been a few sightings during the day. Right, which makes sense. I mean, even animals that are primarily nocturnal are still seen during the day at some point. Sometimes you even you see bats like right before you know, dusk. Yeah. 
so I was looking up some of the older sightings and not the most famous, but the older. Uh, one was reported in 1946. It's a woman reported seeing it by her home, outside her home. I, I've got two here. Uh, um, the first was, um, was a sighting in 1953. And then there's another one that there's a little bit of confusion. Some people say 1965. Some people say 1955. Either way, it was uh, spotted by a 14-year-old boy when he was hunting. The only information I was able to find about it was that he described it as having reddish-brown hair. So you want to get into the most famous sighting? Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, dive into that. Okay. So that occurred in May of 1971. Resident of Texarkana, Bobby Ford, he said that he was attacked by the monster slash Sasquatch. So this was said to have happened at his house. And this creature that was breathing heavily, of course, had had red eyes. He said it moved very fast. Ford said that the man-like creature, which was about seven feet tall and three feet across at the chest, and put his arm around his shoulder and grabbed him. Ford said he was able to break free from the creature and ran to his house, reporting that he ran so fast he didn't open the front door, but went right through it. And uh, actually ended up being treated at a local hospital for minor scratches and shock. And you actually have the article that was wrote about it. Yeah, it was on the Texarkana Gazette. Let me pull this up. So, like I said, this was written by Jim Powell. It ran on May 3rd, 1971. Miller County Sheriff's Department officers said earlier today... A search for the area where a mysterious creature was spotted near Falk early Sunday failed to reveal a clue. Members of my department searched the area but didn't find a thing. I don't know what it could have been, Sheriff Sheriff Leslie Greer said. Bobby Ford, 25, of Route 1, Box 220, Texarkana, Arkansas, who lives approximately 10 miles south of Texarkana on U.S. Highway 71, said that an unidentified creature attacked him at his home shortly before midnight Saturday. Ford was treated at St. Michael Hospital for minor scratches and mild shock and released. After the thing grabbed me and I broke free, I was moving so fast I didn't stop to open the door. I just ran through it, Ford said. The creature was described by Ford as being seven feet tall, about three feet wide across the chest. At first I thought it was a bear, but it runs upright and it moves real fast, he said. Ford, his brother Don, and Charles Taylor saw the creature several times shortly after midnight and shot at it seven times with a shotgun. They do <laughs> not have a very good aim. Right. I feel like I even I could shoot that. It was it excuse me. It first started Wednesday when our wives heard something walking around the porch. Then Friday night about midnight the thing tried to break into the house again. Last night it tried to get in again, Don Ford said. Elizabeth Ford said she was sleeping in the front room of the frame house when I saw the curtain moving on the front window and a hand sticking through the window. At first I thought it was a bear's paw, but it didn't look like that. It had heavy hair all over it and it had claws. I could see its eyes. They looked like coals of fire, real red, she said. It didn't make any noise except you could hear it breathing. Ford said that 
They spotted the creature in the back of the house with the aid of a flashlight. We shot several times at it and then called Ernest Walraven, Constable of Falk. He brought us another shotgun and a stronger light. We waited on the porch and then saw the thing closer to the house. We shot again and thought we saw it fall. Bobby Charles and myself started walking to where we saw it fall, he said. About that time, according to Don Ford, they heard the women in the house screaming and Bobby went back. I was walking the rungs of a ladder to get up on the porch when the thing grabbed me. I felt a hairy arm come over my shoulder and the next thing I knew we were on the ground. The only thing I could think was, about was to get out of there. The thing was breathing real hard and its eyes were the size of a half dollar and real red. I finally broke away and ran around the house and through the front door. I don't know where he went, Bobby Ford said. We heard Bobby shouting and by the time we got everything got there, everything was over. We didn't see a thing, Don Ford said. Everyone at the house said they saw the creature moving in the field close to the house. All said it could move very fast. Wal Raven said he was called to the scene about 12.35 a.m. Sunday, May 2nd, and searched the area without finding anything. I looked through the surrounding fields and woods for about an hour. Then I gave them my shotgun and light. A short time later, they called and told me that they had shot at it again. I went back and stayed until 5 a.m. Wal Raven said several years ago, residents of Jonesville community near Falk reported seeing a hairy monster in the area. Several persons saw the thing and shot at it, some at close range. They said nothing seemed to stop it. They described it as being seven feet tall and looking just like a naked man covered in brown hair, Walraven said. All that remained Sunday morning at the Ford House were several strange tracks that appeared to be left by something with three toes and several scratch marks on the front porch that appeared to have been made by something with three claws. Several pieces of tin nailed around the bottom of the house have been ripped away and another window had been damaged by the creature, according to Ford. We plan to stay here tonight and see if we can get the thing if it returns, Don Ford said. I'm not staying here anymore unless they kill that thing, Patricia Ford said. As for Bobby, he said, I've had it here. I'm going back to Ashdown. All right, so that was wrote by Jim Powell, yes. who was the reporter for the Texarkana Gazette. Right, and he said that when he interviewed Bob and Elizabeth Ford, that they were, like, super shaken up. Like he, I'd imagine He seemed so. like it was legit. Legit. As legit as a, as a Sasquatch can be. Really? You hear Alice scratching That's me out outside the door. She wants in. Maybe it's the Falk monster. It might be she the is a monster. No, because it's not screaming. She is a monster, though. Right. She's evil. The Falk monster probably be, it's probably the Falk monster screaming from Alice. Right. That's what we heard. <laughs> but Jim Powell was also actually the individual who came up with the name for the Falk monster. He said that he was sitting at his typewriter working on a second story and realized that he had to call it something. He had said that the woman had said it reached a hairy arm through the window in order to grab her. It was breathing hard and that it had eyes that were as big as half dollars and red as coals. And that's pretty much how he came up with the idea to call it the Falk Monster. You know what I loved about this story? What's that? I love that they gave the address. Like, legit his address. Like, could you imagine doing that in newspapers now? He lives at 220 right. South, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Because it would be insane with people, like, standing right. out there taking pictures. Yeah, and just, just privacy in general. I saw a thing, this is completely off topic, but the movie The Poltergeist. Yeah. 
the original Steven Spielberg one. Mm-hmm. So that was the front portion that they filmed of that house. Yeah. Is an actual, it's a real house out in California. Mm-hmm. And so, and people have found it. And now people like drive by it all slow and like taking pictures. And I mean, I believe it because I'm weird like that. That's something you would do. Yeah. Remember that time I got to Springfield early? So I like went to like, <laughs> I don't think I told you that. No, I, I imagine you didn't. I went to like, so I, I had to go to Springfield and I got there like super early because, you know, it's like a long drive and I don't want to be late because it's a doctor's appointment. So then I went to like all these houses where true crimes happens. Oh my God. I'm that person. I was like, oh, let person. me find this address. You're the Ooh, reason. So that's put- what happened. Better yet, Dagan was with me. So he's like, what are we doing? I was like, I'm just looking for my friend's house. Because, you know, I didn't want to be like, this crime happened here. This happened there. Right. Yeah. Let's I not, let's so not do that. You're the reason they don't put addresses in news stories. <laughs> but you can find anything online. What else I loved about that story, going back to the Falk monster, is that he ran through the door. He didn't even open it. Right. Like, really? Well, it was probably a screen door. Yeah, but I mean, how are you going to keep him out? Like, now his door's busted open and like... He didn't have time for that. Yeah. I feel like he was just dramatic. I don't know. You got to get chased by the Falcon monster and see. <laughs> now, even though they said that they shot it, they thought they shot it, they'd seen it fall. The next day when they went back, there was like no... There was no blood or anything. Right, there's no blood trails... Right. It was damaged. Now, that happened in May. In June, there was footprints found in a soy soybean field not far from there. So, And also, right around that time, uh, three people, D.C. Woods Jr., Wilma Woods, and Mrs. R.H. Sedgus. Uh, Sedgrass, maybe? Yeah. Sedgus? I don't know. Reported seeing an ape-like creature crossing U.S. Highway 71. So this kind of this time frame kind of ended up being the height of this whole story with the Falk monster. So during this time, the creature began to get a lot of attention, um, even having a radio station out of Little Rock, Arkansas, post a bounty for the creature. Uh, several attempts were made to track the creature using dogs, but nothing was able to really follow its scent. Um, at that point, hunters began taking interest in the Falk monster, and the Miller County Sheriff actually had to put out a temporary no-guns policy in order to preserve public safety. I saw a, um, one of the articles I read. It said that he, at one point he had like 700 letters. From people wanting to come hunt. I imagine, of course, I'm sure he's not still the sheriff, but <laughs> they still get um, letters and correspondence yeah. wanting to hunt the monster. And in this kind of a side note, but all, there was three people that were actually fined $59 each for fi- filing fraudulent monster reports. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. In the sense that, but I wonder just how many reports there really was during that right. time. I mean, if that many people contacted him wanting to hunt the monster, how many people were contacting him saying that 
oh, I just saw it, just wanting that attention. Yeah. So, um, in the 80s, the mayor at the time was Virgil Roberts, and he actually said that he thought it was all a hoax, but um, that, didn't, that didn't stop his wife from cashing in on the hoax, right? <laughs> um, she took the, the plaster cast, and she had little tiny ones made, and um, it said, on it, it said, like, greetings from Bo- Boggy Creek, and she, like, sold them for, like, 50 cents each. Even though her husband said it wasn't. Right. Real. Interesting. I wonder how his, uh, I mean, because I imagine, you know, that's kind of like a staple, you know, if they're going to have the Falk Monster Days. I wonder how his uh, campaign went after that. After right. After saying it was all a hoax. I want to try to find one of those. I bet we could still find one. What's one of that? the little Oh, the little cast? Little cast. Oh, yeah. I bet we probably could look for it on eBay. Yeah. So, after the initial, um, I guess, a incidents public in, um, interest kind of started decreasing around 73 and then a movie came along Charles B. Pierce ended up releasing a documentary style horror film about the creature in 1972 called The Legend of Boggy Creek and of course we watched it oh my gosh what did you think about it <laughs> It was so not my type of movie. <laughs> I don't want to be mean. I didn't like it. It was just so boring. But I know it's like an old movie. Right. And, and I have a very short attention span. <laughs> I know that too. So here, here's kind of some of the... It was made in August of 1972. It was 87 minutes long, which is, by today's standards, is pretty crazy short. I mean, there's movies that are coming out like three plus hours. Oh my gosh. I was like, that is so long. <laughs> it, I will say by, you know, it was good for its time. I bet it, I mean, now here's what's kind of crazy. The budget for the movie, $100,000. Which if you get into some of the history of the movie, a lot of the people in the movie, in the movie, in the movie are people that live there in the town playing themselves in the movie. So, $100,000 budget, the movie has made $25 million. That's insane. Since 1972. What I remember the most about that movie is, like, at the beginning, the guy outside the gas station and his hat. I don't know why. Do you remember his hat? Yeah. I don't know. I just loved it. <laughs> it was, yeah. It, it, was a, it was a good movie for its time. Uh, of course, that spiked all kinds of publicity and stuff. Unfortunately... Uh, the townsfolk did not get a lot of that uh, the returns on the money from that movie yeah and that's sad but they do I feel like they still I mean now they have like Falk Monster Days and I actually saw where a teacher she was upset by people coming to try to come in and hunt it so that would be me right that'd be that'd be that person so she attempted to try to get it declared a protected and endangered species I think they should. I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> if they, I would, uh, I would sign if that was a petition. I would sign that. Yeah. But there's also been a lot of other media and stuff, and I think you have something on a, a documentary, an actual documentary that was. So I actually have a couple books and movies. You know, I'm a book person. Right. So uh, of course you mentioned the Legend of Boggy Creek, 1972 by Clark B. Pierce. 
Charles B. Pierce. Charles B. Pierce. I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> uh, the documentary I watched that I liked was Boggy Creek Monster, The Truth Behind the Monster. It's a 2016 by Seth Breedlove. Yes, I've watched that one. That was, I've watched it like four times. It's really good. Yeah. Um, books. The, the Beast of Boggy Creek, The True Story of the Falk Monster by Lyle Blackburn. I haven't read that. And, oh, that's the only book that I have, actually. I did hear an interview with him about that about that book, and it does sound really interesting. I'm going to have to find yeah. a copy of it. I mean, I feel like it's legit. It has its the Falk Monster. He has his own Facebook page, so. Has he updated it recently? I don't know. I haven't checked that. Okay. While she's uh, while she's looking to see if he has updated it recently, I will uh, add one little other note in there. There's a sequel to The Legend of Boggy Creek. Oh God. It's it's awful. Don't watch it. But in case you don't want to listen to me, it's called Boggy Creek Two. And the legend continues. But like I said, you've been warned. All right. I just found it. So Wednesday at 11.56, it's updated with a double feature, like drive, drive-in drive theater thing. Right. Showing, playing The Legend of Boggy Creek, A True Story, and the second feature is Swamp Girl. Well, there you go. So he is real. Or she's real. Yeah. And it likes the movie. You know able to find a news clipping like that it must right. have saved it in it's like little <laughs> boggy creek creek cave i'm looking at this thing it's shared on march 26th and it's an article i'm not going to click it but it says um it's like it shared a newspaper article it says falc monster breaks into local bathroom steals toilet paper <laughs> which is hilarious because that's when the toilet paper shortage right so started. now we know yeah now we know where all the toilet paper is right it's with um, the falc monster i will say two funny things that i found like it was like other names, things that it has been called. One was the Southern Sasquatch, which is good. Yeah. But my favorite was the Country Cousin to the Abominable Snowman. That one's awesome. That one's amazing. Um, and actually, there is still, where's the website? Falcmonster.com. They always, they're always updating new sightings. Oh, excellent. So... So there you go. You can go on there and find updates rather than go on Facebook and check his Facebook page. Yeah. So you obviously need to check his Facebook page. Right. Because I did not also notice that he had the Falk Monster had stuff on there about Falk Monster Days. Right. Self-promotion. Right. You know, he might show up. Right. All right. So I think that pretty much wraps it up for the Falk Monster. I do have one more question, though. What do you think? Hoax? Or was it legit? Why do you even have to ask me that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in them, so. so... I guess I'm just not into it. So you're saying the Falk monster was a hoax? I don't want to be that person. What about Bobby Ford? <laughs> he was so scared. Bobby and Elizabeth Ford were so scared. He ran through but his door. But he shot seven times and he never even hit it. We don't know but if it Bobby, fell down. We don't even know if Bobby Ford was a good shot. Maybe it tripped and he thought he shot it. <laughs> That's probably what happened. He only has it th- only has three toes. Three toes. Could you imagine running with three toes no. if someone was shooting at you with a no, shotgun? Good point. Okay, he's absolutely real. That's, there we go. Mark the date. <laughs> Felicia believes in Bigfoot. No, the Falk monster is different. 
Oh yeah, that's right. It's the country cousin. Country cousin of the abdominal snowman. Abominal snowman, not abdominal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what about you? Of course, I know it's you real. believe. I don't even have to ask you. Right. Of course, it's real. I believe in Bobby Ford. That's right. I'm gonna get your T-shirt. So yeah, like I said, I mean, I abs- of course I believe. I think it was legitimate. I uh, the only thing I do wonder is because the, the sightings were so wrapped around like one small time frame. And of course, granted, there's been other sightings. I wonder if it was more of a migratory thing as it was moving through the area. You know, maybe those those winters are a little bit nicer down there. Well, and, of course uh, they're nicer down there. But I don't know. That's kind of where my thought pattern is with this. I figure it was more of a migratory thing. It was moving through the area. And maybe it did get, maybe he did hit it, but it was just enough to kind of knock it down because it's hide so tough. Ew. And so it was hurt, wounded, sad, and stuck in uh, Falk, Arkansas. Yeah. I want to correct. Earlier I said it was falkmonster.com. It's uh-huh. falkmonster.net. Oh, .net. Okay. And there is sightings on there. Like, newest was 2019. There you go. A woman saw a monkey man in the woods while sitting in her father's truck along one of the rural roads at night. The location is near the Sulphur River where many sightings of the alleged falc monster have been reported. So there you go. 2019. Falc monster's back. There's actually two from then. So it's back. There you go. All right. So I think that uh, does it for this episode. As always, you can uh, get a hold of us at... Until Dawn Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we're all over social media Facebook, oh, Twitter. Not active. I need to be more active. Not active. I've but, been super busy doing nothing but sitting in the house. Right. But if you message us, we will message you back. Yeah. Um, of course, you can find this podcast. Of course, if you're listening to this, you've already found it. But if you know somebody else that might enjoy it and they don't necessarily have like an iPhone, you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, and a bunch of other podcasting apps. I try to kind of get it out there to as many platforms as possible. Um, of course, I already mentioned Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can uh, Phone lines are still open. You can call, leave a message. Or just uh, shoot us a text message at 913-703-DAWN, D-A-W-N, in case you're like me and forgot how to spell Dawn. It's my middle name. Not the same. Not spelled the same. It is spelled the same. Oh my gosh. I'll erase that part. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you wanted to uh, rate this podcast, you can go to ratethispodcast.com slash until dawn spelled the same and uh that'll give you links to go in and rate it if you because sometimes going through the podcast it can be tricky like you have to right. click on all kinds we of should stuff. start reading our reviews did we ever do that we used to i don't, know. I don't think we did i don't yeah. know we'll just go all the way back to the beginning and no. read all of them again yeah all five of them <laughs> okay we'll just read new ones if you write a new review we'll read it on here or message us if you already wrote one, and we'll read the one you already wrote. 
but uh going in there and doing that it really makes it's like a huge help to, to us because it makes it easier for other people to follow us yeah you got anything else i don't think so no no nope. okay. all right so until next time i'm coy i'm felicia and this is until dawn